the end of the men's college basketball national championship, Jim Nance of CBS, a broadcaster who has called 32 Final Fours, signed off with a small quote. It caught my attention for many reasons. Jim said, everyone has a story and everyone has a dream. Those words this year in the run that UConn men's basketball had inside the tournament took on extra meaning for me. While I have faithfully watched the NCAA tournament since I was eight years old, the Monday night of the championship game has been my only religion. I've yet to miss that game, no matter where I've been. With UConn's run through the tournament and their televised games, what they also provided for me was a topic of conversation with my mother who was battling Alzheimer's. She attended UConn, wherein she met my father, and they've been married since. While the disease ravages her short-term memory, the UConn's men's basketball games have turned into a conversation piece that injects some positive emotions in my daily interactions, which at times are painful, sad. While my mom's battle of Alzheimer's has been front and center, Another story resonated with me, and that was the public narrative around the UConn coach, Danny Hurley, and his early struggles with mental health and overcoming, walking away for a period of time of the game of basketball altogether. Playing for their demanding father, the Hurley brothers won six straight New Jersey State Championships at St. Anthony, where Bobby was a consensus high school All-American in 1989. Two years later, Danny was named New Jersey State Player of the Year after his senior season, but was constantly overshadowed when compared to his older brother. I was feeling very good about, about my own game, but there was definitely a sense that um, you know, my accomplishments uh, you know, paled in comparison to what Bobby was doing. While Bobby's career soared, Danny's basketball struggles brought on his darkest moments. As a junior point guard, Danny failed to meet his own expectations and those of others and sunk into depression. The game had been so much of a part of my life, uh, and now I was really going through a time where I just didn't want to play it, and it was the first uh, first time in a long time that it wasn't, you know, my favorite thing to do in the world. I guess the fact that he wasn't as successful at that point, you know, as I guess he would have liked to have been, really bothered him. He had a couple of good games early, and then he had a very bad game in the garden, and. Uh, he just, uh, he just didn't go to school for a couple of days. I don't think anyone else in the family went through a time where they weren't successful. You know, with what Bobby accomplished and with my dad, it just, it's almost like I didn't feel like they would understand. It was inevitable that, uh, that one of those Hurley boys would not be as good as the other. And unfortunately, the results of that are often tragic. It wasn't only a matter of not becoming a great basketball player. It was also a matter of not becoming a good enough son. Uh, that's reason enough to end up in a depression. That December, Danny took an indefinite leave of absence from Seton Hall. We wanted him to, like anything, you want, you, you, you want your child to, to, you know, you want them to be happy and you want them to be productive, and he was neither. He wasn't going to be productive. He had now wasn't, had no interest in being in class. He withdrew, for some cla withdrew from, from classes at that point. The tournament takes on more importance to me because I've played basketball since I was five years old, and there was a time in my life where basketball was my religion. 
the hoop in my driveway the only altar I pray to, through cold winter nights and days, hot summers, and many neighborhood battles, where you strived for the idea of being featured on the one shining moment and video they played at the tournament every year. Basketball has taught me 95% of what I know and love in life. And sometimes while sport might be brushed aside as meaningless, I can't overstate enough the feelings of emotions, happiness, nostalgia, and just joy that I derived from watching the Yukon men win. And win with grace, dignity, a fierceness that defined a true team, a selfless bunch of young men that turned on its head what the modern game has come to be about, which is me, the idea of the superstar ahead of the team. And ironically enough, while this podcast started out being about Wemby, it is the detours I've taken creatively that have really sustained my emotional health as my family deals with a horrible illness that attacks one's dignity, their license, their identity. While that is being stripped away from my family, I watched in awe at a true team led by a true coach who strived for one thing, and that is perfection through the 64-man team field of college basketball powerhouses. We mentioned their margins of victory. First team to win five games in the tournament, five of their six by 15 or more, all of their wins by double figures. They trail for less than a minute in the second half of the entire tournament. And we talked about this on Saturday night, too, for Dan Hurley, to your point. It's been a difficult road for him. Wasn't even sure if he wanted to stay in basketball. And forever in the game, he's been Bob Hurley's son or Bobby (laughs) Hurley's brother. And now, the identity of his own, he has something of his own that is remarkable, a national championship. Yeah, he's going to have a really big ring to show. (laughs) That's what he he said yesterday. He said, when we go to dinner, I want one of my own to show off. This is going to be bigger than anything they got (laughs) because Bobby's were back in the small ring here. (laughs) When you can actually wear them as jewelry? Exactly. But just a, a, a remarkable story and I, I was just so impressed with the the start they got off to being 14 and 0 they were the program that we were saying man UConn's for real and then when they went they lost six out of the next eight and it brought some doubt in and a lot of teams would be shaken by that there are a lot of teams that, that when they get off to a great start they see their own blood they're never really the same and they were not only the same they kept getting better toward the end of the season and in the tournament there was no doubt I mean, maybe in the first game against Iona in the first half, we're going, geez, you know, Iona's giving them a game. The second half blew them out. (laughs) And really the first three, maybe four games of the NCAA tournament, in the second halves of games, they were shooting like 60%. Mm -hmm. You know, they just boat raced everybody. And the many reports I've seen on ESPN about Danny Hurley and an expose I read in the New York Times, I know that Danny came from a family that, for lack of better verbiage, is basketball royalty. He grew up in Jersey City, where his father was the coach of a dynastic high school basketball team at St. Anthony's, a very small Catholic school. His father won 30 state championships and is a basketball god. Good morning. Bob Hurley is one of just three high school coaches to be inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. After five decades on the sidelines of St. Anthony's in Jersey City, New Jersey, Hurley's program is still at the top of its game. But the coach is racing against the clock to save his school. From here, go! 
with an unyielding determination. Come on, catch the ball! And by relentlessly striving for perfection. Get on the floor! Bob Hurley has built the basketball program at St. Anthony's High School into a perennial powerhouse. And we're getting ready for the state tournament. We can't go down and just run nothing. Hurley has been a part of 28 state championships in 50 years on the sidelines. He's racked up more than a thousand victories. What are you doing? With several undefeated seasons. One, two, three. I think it's eight now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot lately, which is good as you get older. <laughs> we were undefeated last year, right. and then in 08, 11, and 12. So we've been pretty relevant in the last decade. Danny's other brother, Bobby Hurley, is also a basketball god. He played point guard at Duke from 89 to 93, and he won two national championships as a player. Growing up, Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner were basketball demigods to me. Grew up in Jersey City. Uh, had a great opportunity to, uh, to grow up with an older brother that shared the same passion for athletics. Uh, and then a dad who was you know, one of the all-time great coaches who put us on a, on a track to have a chance to be successful in basketball. There's definitely a sense that um, you know, my accomplishments uh, you know, paled in comparison to what Bobby was doing. Bobby found immediate success at Duke, playing in three straight NCAA title games, winning two national championships. Danny chose Seton Hall and got off to an average start for a good college player. But for Bobby Hurley's brother, average wasn't good enough. People got on me a little bit. Uh, I was used to playing for my dad. I was used to you know, being handled a certain way and, and, and being on the court all the time. And I was competing for minutes and you know, I was immature and I didn't handle it real well. It was inevitable that, uh, that one of those Hurley boys would not be as good as the other. And unfortunately, the results of that are often tragic. It wasn't only a matter of not becoming a great basketball player, it was also a matter of not becoming a good enough son. Uh, that's reason enough to end up in a depression. Everyone has a calling, and you know, it would have been great for both of us to win national championships and play against each other in the NBA, but everyone's, you know, everyone's got a fate, a destiny, and uh, you know, I'm a big believer in that. I dreamed of being Bobby Hurley. I tried to emulate his toughness, his on-court tenacity, his attitude towards winning. Danny was the little brother to Bobby in his shadow. And he made his way to Seton Hall in Jersey, where he was taunted with chance. You're not Bobby. Pressure ruined Danny. Pressure of his family made Danny fall out of love with basketball. Fall out of love with the game that gave him everything in life. Like most of us, basketball was our North Star. When that compass goes away, trust me, it's something that stays with you forever. I still remember my last college basketball game. I still have reoccurring dreams about doing better, hitting another shot, playing in one more game. It haunts me at 47 years old to this day. I relate with Danny, and I relate with one more idea I keep going back to. How many of us get to do one great thing, one great piece of art, one great grand gesture, one great championship run, one great move that maybe provides for your family. The chase of that one great thing either comes to fruition or maybe it just haunts you. Hi. Morning. What's up? How does it feel to be a national champion? 
I know. Did you did you watch it? I did. I did. I watched the yes. whole game. I know. So did your father. It's it's too bad that it was so late, right? Yeah, it's a it's a late night. Um, but you know, the school you went to is now a national champion. I didn't I didn't ever have that um, luxury. I know. I think it's That's great. pretty fancy. Fancy, yeah. right? Fancy, fancy. Um, how you doing? All right. Good. I'm on my way to the gym, but I just wanted to call and say congratulations. Oh, good. So you're going to go to the gym, and then what are you going to do? I got work to do. Work? Work, work? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm here if you need anything. Um, okay, sounds good. Have a good day. I'll see you um, a little bit later. Okay, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. I can remember as a young kid rooting for Duke instead of UConn. And while my father and mother religiously watched the games, I oftentimes would root for teams against them. Call it the rebellion of youth, an antagonizing relationship with my father. Chalk it up to irrational disrespect. And so the irony to me on Monday night, where I paced my living room yelling, clapping, getting emotional around a sport for the first time in a long time, I wanted them to win for my mom. If they won, somehow I felt things would be better for her. It would give me one more day to talk to her about something perfect, something greater than our current struggles. The 2023 NCAA tournament for myself, my mom, my dad, is a moment I could smile about. A moment wherein today, a daily phone call to her comes a moment of reprieve, not sadness. You'll never forget this stage, this event. The ball is tipped, and there you For those that watch the NCAA tournament religiously, the moment we all stay up to watch is the last thing each year that CBS puts into the broadcast. It's a song and video montage called One Shining Moment. The editors at CBS cut a brilliant highlight package to a song written by David Barrett. The song is played as the winning team's players cut down the nets. See, Barrett was a singer-songwriter from Ann Arbor, Michigan, who was inspired to write the song in 1986 while watching Larry Bird play on TV at a bar called the Varsity Inn in East Lansing, Michigan. Bird was my favorite player. He wrote the song down on a napkin, and the next day, he later stated that that song came fully formed, and all the lyrics just wrote themselves. He passed the song along 
to high school friend Armand Katayan, an investigative journalist for CBS Sports, who in turn passed it to CBS Sports creative director Doug Towie. Those two minutes at the end of the championship game always find a way to make me emotional. It brings back happiness and hope and dreams in the role that basketball has played in my life to this day. At 47 years old, I can't lie and say I don't look at the next half of my life and hope I can have that one shining moment. And if not, I'll always remember the 2023 national championship run for what it meant for my family and myself with the hard times we've had with my mom's diagnosis. It was a slice of time, a slice of happiness that doesn't come often these days. A salve for an open wound of life. So thank you to Danny Hurley and UConn men's basketball under the premise that sport and life go hand in hand, the ups and downs, the struggle, the chasing of dreams.